Hello and welcome to Winning It Podcast, episode 33. I'm travelling with George Nerling today. And George is someone that I've met a very long time ago, must have been almost a decade ago uh, at music college called Tech Music Schools. And he's a keen photographer and traveller and he's here to talk about his experiences with those. George, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well, mate. You? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, thanks. So where are you based? You're based in Spain, in near Vigo. So um, yeah, yeah, so what's the thinking there? there? Uh, what? Sorry. What's the thinking there? Uh, well, basically, um, my girlfriend. We met in the UK on yeah. Tinder. Oh and, yeah. Uh, she wanted to move to Spain and thought, okay, why not? Yeah. And originally, we were trying for Barcelona, but yeah, what you don't realise in Spain, there's like a thirty percent uh, unemployment. <laughs> okay right high unemployment yeah so we're looking in barcelona there's just like no jobs whatsoever yeah. and then you just found um just google thought well we're just gonna have to find wherever we can yeah and uh we found vigo in the northern region of galicia because in spain there's loads of uh british schools um, i don't know oh, yeah. if there's, is there some in in canada i'm not sure uh oh. well i guess they're kind of like not british but they're just english-speaking schools right so yeah so it's a yeah. it's a british schools that follow they're private schools that follow the british curriculum oh, okay yeah um because generally the spanish state education is not the best right got so, you. so if you got a bit of cash normally people send their schools to private spanish schools or private yeah. british schools and people here really want their kids to speak english oh. because of the lack of job opportunities for okay. people in Spain. So what you find is a lot of Spanish people, if they're young and speak English and they've got some skills, just move abroad, uh, mm. Switzerland, France, the UK. Yeah. Because salaries are not that great either. Like I think the minimum monthly salaries are maybe 950 euros a month. Oh, that's quite low. In Portugal, because we're quite close to Portugal. Yeah. Always, 650 a month yeah i think when i was there the taxi driver was like yeah we only earn like 600 a month here on average like, oh, wow yeah so yeah. yeah she got got the job here at this british school uh yeah. i had just done my tefl oh yeah 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 moving and luckily the school employed me as well is that to teach drums or to teach that was that was initially just to uh teach english for oh, okay. the, the new guys who come to the school yeah who don't start from the beginning and don't particularly have a high enough level to do the British curriculum. Yeah. So I teach them normally one-to-one. -one, yeah. Which was quite hard for me at first when yeah, yeah. they just speak Spanish and I don't speak <laughs> any Spanish at the time. Is that Google Translate on the phone? <laughs> yeah, Google Translate came in into a lot of help in the first year. Yeah. And I had this one kid who was Polish and he didn't speak Spanish or English. Oh, God. Right. So the first month was just... Like he used to get really frustrated and start like yeah. banging his hands on the table, and I was like, <laughs> "What can you so, do?" Yeah, yeah. So, but he got there in the end. I think he's like sixteen now, and he's doing his GCSEs. I was like, "Wow, oh, wow, great lad." Yeah. But, um, yeah. So we drove over. Uh, to be honest, I'd never even been to Spain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we moved here. I didn't yeah. know what to expect. We got the ferry. Have you ever got the ferry to Spain? No, I've only been to Barcelona, but I flew there, so we that's it. Basically, packed up my car with our entire lives. Yeah, got the ferry from I think it was Plymouth or Portsmouth, 
20 hours in the ferry and the Bay of Biscay is not a fun place. No, <laughs> I can imagine. So rough, like I slept yeah. so little. Um, then I'd never driven on you know, the right-hand side of the road either. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I got out, I was thinking, oh, crap, what, what do we do? I was <laughs> completely unprepared. Um, I remember the first petrol station I went to, put the pump, just got there, put the pump in, and this woman comes out shouting, like, like me in Spanish. I was yeah. Like, what, what, what? Basically in Spain, most garages, they fill up for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I had no idea. So I was like, oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> just getting really mad. Like, no, no, no. Then, yeah. So that was a so, yeah, we ended up in interesting start then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we ended up in Vigo. We've been here six years. I think yeah. a lot of people have the presumption that people speak English in Spain. Yeah, probably. I think. Because you know they go down to the south, Benidorm, yeah, levels and yeah, all those places down the south. But once you move away from kind of those places, the levels are generally not that great. That's good for you though, isn't it? Because you can learn Spanish. Yeah. So we got there, and you know, I just tried to speak to people. Oh yeah, oh can I just get this that that? And people just look at you blankly, like, what what you on about? (laughs) So it's a bit of a shock culturally wise when you get there and it's like oh I can't communicate with anyone so did you take it on yourself to but like the other day learn Spanish that was like yeah must have been so I, yeah, key. I'm not like the best speaker ever I can generally do most stuff uh if not you have to have a quick google translate what does that what's that <laughs> word in because sometimes you'll be just talking and you're like I have no idea what that word is yeah yeah in English I remember when we opened the bank account I um we were staying in an apartment with another guy who was starting at the school and he could speak a bit of Spanish. And then I was like, oh yeah, can you ask him, how do we get our pin? And he's like, I have no idea what pin is in Spanish. <laughs> so he started describing it like, oh, you know, it's that um, when you go to the machine and you put your card in and the number, and the guy goes, ah, pin. Pin. Yeah. Okay. It was a lot easier <laughs> yeah. than we did. <laughs> yeah. In. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I think um, Spain has always been on my radar because I'm quite intrigued by it. I, I don't really know what it is. I think I'd love to do a road trip around it because they've got so many different regions with different cultures. I think yeah, it's almost, a melting pot of different cultures, right? I think the 17 autonomous regions, like yeah. the 17 big you know, like counties, right? and they're all so so different. Yeah, and they, they have their own languages, of, right? They all speak a bit different. Yeah. Yeah, you go to Andalusia down in the south, and they don't pronounce their S's in words. Okay. So I remember the, I went to Seville, and I went to this croissant place, and I was trying to order it, and I asked the guy, like, in Spanish, what's what's in it? Yeah. And he, was, he started reeling off this, 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 and my missus asked me, what did he say? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> they don't pronounce any S's. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, I don't know. Yeah, just go for but it. But then if you go to places <laughs> like I went we've been Madrid, Barcelona, and I'll try and speak to them in Spanish and half the time people just respond to you in English. English and, yeah. Oh, is my Spanish that bad? They say, like, Oh, well, at least I tried. Have you in Barcelona what, did you I... tried to speak to hmm? like in Barcelona, did you try and speak Catalan? Or did you just go with Spanish? I don't, I don't know any Catalan to be no, honest. No. It looks 
written a little bit like Galician, because in in Galicia, the region we're in, they have their own language as well. Yeah. Because in Spanish, they don't use the X X in words. Yeah, I know that from my lessons. X. Yeah. So, <laughs> but in yeah, but in Galician, they in, they use X as well. So, I try to pronounce stuff. And there were actually people were quite receptive that I I tried. I was, like, I was probably butchering <laughs> yeah. all the words. Yeah, yeah. But I think yeah. um, I... there was one word I asked for. I was asking for ice cream. And if you is a kakono, but if you pronounce it slightly wrong, it comes across as um, lady parts. Oh, okay. So as <laughs> ordering right. ice cream, I asked for uh, like a. A, a, a cono dulce, which is a sweet ice cream, but mm-hmm. I asked for sweet lady parts instead. <laughs> and the woman behind the counter just looked at me like, oh, that, uh, that I realized immediately what I'd done. I was like, no, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. and everyone was just laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, I've actually tried to learn so... um, like Latin Spanish. I don't know if there's any different to the Spanish that you're speaking or learning, but my my teacher was Argentinian. Oh, the yeah the slightly different like pronunciations and they okay slightly different words yeah she speaks really quite fast a few people you come across here i have an argentinian friend who she gets frustrated with people here because she's oh. speaking you know like some yeah. latin spanish and like some of the teachers at school the spanish ones will be correcting her constantly oh but surely they know it's what they're saying like, um, surely like yeah they know exactly what she's saying ah or I've heard some of the Spanish teachers saying, um, like uh, to kids who have, you know, yeah, yeah. their parents are from Peru or stuff. Like, oh no, I need to teach you to speak proper Spanish. Oh. And so it's like, no, that's that's a bit. Yeah, it's a bit... I don't think that's okay. You know, it's not needed, is it? Or we had, yeah, this this one teacher, she's from Argentina, and some of the parents complained that you know they didn't <sighs> want her teaching. Uh, supporting their kids with Spanish because she's from Argentina. I was like, well, come well, on. What difference is it? <laughs> she said in the end she, she had to change how she spoke to Yeah, that's pretty satisfy bad. People here. It was like, it's a bit, you know, a bit, yeah. a bit close-minded, I think. Not having that. Nah, not a fan. Yeah, I just thought, no, it's not okay. So tell us about Vigo. Um, I know all I know is, is the football team, Celta Vigo. Um, yeah, yeah, like as a city, <laughs> like it's what most know about. yeah, yeah, like what's it like yeah. around there? So, it's a city, it's the biggest city in Galicia. It's yeah. I think about similar size population to Nottingham. Okay, it has one of the biggest, I think it has the biggest seaport in Western Europe. Okay, um. Yeah. It's a city that's you know, built itself up on the sea, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very working. Well, depends which way you look at it. It could be quite a working class city. People working in the docks, docks working yeah. out fishing, seafood. Um, it kind of has a, a bit of a notorious history as well. I don't know if you've ever seen the um, program on Netflix. I think it's called Farinha or Cocaine Coast. <laughs> I have not, no. <laughs> so basically, it was... In the eighties, some you know some people from South America got in contact with some fishermen <laughs> in Galicia. So what would happen was they would bring their goods over from South America yeah. over to Galicia because the port was so big. 
a bit harder to control. Then drugs used to get into Europe through Vigo. Mm-hmm. So it started off with cigarettes and it just, things just started getting harder and harder. Yeah. So there's a couple of areas where, you know, Spain has insane amount of youth unemployment. Yeah. But you see people are like 25 driving like <laughs> brand new Mercedes Benz. Like, okay. I know, I know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you get some parents at school who they used to accept payment in cash for their oh, yeah. school fee. Yeah. Um, have like four kids in the school and coming to pay a year's worth of school fees because they said if you paid them in advance, you get a discount. Yeah. Come pay like four kids' school fees in cash in one go. <laughs> right. Well, who's who's kind of got that kind of cash? Yeah. Just lying around. Yeah, that's 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 quite interesting. I, I I think the only I might be wrong here. The only thing I sort of remember from Vigo in terms of the port is I saw the film Das Boot, uh, which oh, is a, that, it's like a three and a half hour long film about the German U-boat uh, sort of like team in 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 the World War Two, and they had to come back to Europe, and there were there's two ways they could have gone. They they go to Italy which goes through the English Channel mm. where the English were controlling, like the, the boats. So that mm. almost certain suicide death. Or they can go to Vigo because Spain was neutral. So I think Vigo was like their mm. port of choice. And they got told to go to Vigo and they're celebrating because it's like, yeah, we're going to Spain. And then they got changed last minute and they had to go to Italy and they got sunk. Mm. They, they almost sunk in the end. Oh, but okay. That's the only time I realised that the Vigo port is quite big or, or known for yeah. like... And they're supposed to be... Yeah. And they're supposed to be, um, I think it's Roman treasure, like a sunken ship oh, yeah. from the Roman times, somewhere in the bay, <laughs> which is supposed to be worth like an insane amount of money. Right. Because we've got quite a few Roman ruins yeah. around here. Mm-hmm. So there's supposed to be some Roman war oh. chest full of, uh, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, what's it from? Yeah. It's never been found, so I don't know if it's just, a, you know, they never are. Urban legends. Things. Or, yeah. It's like El Dorado in South America when you go to the like, Inca Trail. Like, oh, we know there's a, there's a city built and it's covered in silver and gold. We still haven't found it yet. I'm like, mate, I think with drones, you would have found it by now. I don't think it's anywhere <laughs> hidden anymore. <laughs> yeah. But hey, they believe what they want. <laughs> <laughs> so in your Galician region, do you, I noticed on your website and on your photography website and Instagram, you do a lot of photography. So what's your like favorite spots that you normally go to to sort of take some day trips or uh, breaks? So one of the top attractions for the Vigo area, which is called the Rias Baixas, which is like the lower estuaries, is um, we have this island. I can't remember how many kilometers off. It's called the Thias Islands. Okay. And the Guardian, in, they still boast about this today. In 2007, the Guardian said it had the best beach in the world. Wow. Okay. And I mean, the sand is like white, white, and yeah. the water is incredible. Um, but I remember the first time we went there, so you get like a ferry yeah. um, across there, it takes about an hour. We got there, I was like, oh, this beach is incredible. Like the sand is beautiful. And I was like, oh, why is no one in the water? Going up to my knees and my legs were numb. I was like, oh my oh. God. Because it's, it's like straight in the middle of the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Atlantic is not warm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God. It's like, yeah, it's really, really, it's beautiful. But yeah, the water's cold. All year um, round? 
you reckon cold? Yeah, probably. Ah, nightmare. Um, I think in the summer it goes up by like two degrees or something like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But you often get um, just in front of the islands, you get quite a lot of dolphins as well. Yeah. Um, uh, also, I think it has the largest seagull colony in Europe as well. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. In the Fingers Islands, like, but these are like not like UK seagulls. These things are huge. Like they've been working out. <laughs> they are huge. <laughs> <laughs> but surprisingly, they're not. No, like the ones like we go to the seaside in the UK and they attack you. Yeah, nick chips. It's not 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 like kind of, not, yeah yeah not they're not those kinds of type which surprises me. Mm. But yeah, uh, another top spot is the place where I live. I live in a seaside town called Bayona, which is roughly, I'd say, twenty miles from Vigo. Mm -hmm. um, really, really, really beautiful kind of small town i think most of the year we only have about five thousand people that live here yeah but in the summer that goes up by like times four okay we have a lot of people here who have second homes from like barcelona madrid mm -hmm. they come up here because it's not as hot in the summer because we normally get to about 30 yeah degrees. that's all right isn't it? yeah um, so we have a nice big fort in our town I can't remember who lived there. We've got some really beautiful beaches. Mm -hmm. And then just the other side, we've got these lovely mountains with like, where you get wild horses and cattle. And yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, and we just have basically the streets of uh, how they've been for yeah. hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of years. years. So our old town is just all pedestrianized and every kind of, every kind of shop is just a bar or a restaurant essentially do you like know everyone in so the town now popcorn. no um it's quite small most people but what what you find with galicians is i've spoken to a few spanish people who don't live from here as well is a lot of them have lived here their whole life yeah had the same friends since they were in like primary school yeah so they're quite closed quite mm -hmm. hard to get into people's Circles. You're if you become friends with them quite often, you're friends at a distance, right? I got you. Or you're yeah. more like an acquaintance. You're not really yeah. their friend, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But it's quite funny. There's um some kids from school who live where we live, and um, one of their granddads came to uh, pick him up, and he goes, "Oh yeah, you live in Bayona, don't you?" And yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, "Oh yeah, you walk your dog on that day and this bit, don't you?" Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and then you go to the gym on this day and do that. Is that? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I've never seen this guy before, and he knows my entire routine. <laughs> yeah, whole schedule. Yeah, so a, he's not a hitman, a is he? <laughs> well, I hope not. Well, yeah. like, this is a bit scary, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a bit strange. I just just know everything about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an, yeah. It is a beautiful part of the world. I remember when we first moved to Vigo, we were initially going to live there, but then. Um, we came just down here to see because school said some people live here. So we came and we just fell in love instantly and mm. we haven't moved since. We've been do in the you, same house since we've, we've been Yeah. There. Do you like plan to maybe like check out another area of Spain? Is that on the radar or do you think you're staying? Um, mm, I'm not sure. We were hopefully in the future we'd like to move down to Portugal because we're only about 30 minutes from the border. Yeah. So um 
at some point, I think long term, we'd probably like to settle in Portugal. Oh, really? Okay. Maybe down. Have you ever been to Nazare? No, I've only been to Lisbon. Lisbon only, unfortunately. Uh, it's kind of about an hour north from Lisbon. Yeah. Kind of, kind of has a like a kind of Norfolk coast kind of sea, oh. seaside town. Where I'm from. It. It's, yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, yeah. You go down there and you look. Yeah. Oh, this feels kind of a bit like the UK. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. Obviously, growing up in Norfolk, I do know the coast pretty well around there. But oh, mm. I have to check that I out and see what's like. Wells next. Was it Wells? Oh, Wells next I to the sea. <laughs> oh yeah, it's really lovely. I've been a few times. And I've always had a good time there. Yeah, it's a pretty popular spot um, for day trips from Norwich. Hmm. Um, well, I noticed the last time I thought the prices were uh, yeah yeah skyrocketing really yeah. going because if you go around to the west you've got um, like Burnham Market and sort of like the they call it Chelsea they call it Chelsea on the sea because property prices are really high there and it's like the rich people from London have their second homes mm. there Brancaster like that sort of beach area it's really really nice but no one really lives there from Norfolk because it's too expensive but oh, sounds really, a bit like uh, Dubrovnik yeah 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 in crazy yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Imagine in terms of like who actually lives is, there. Yeah, because that's kind of slowly happening here, because you know um, what normally happens is if you want to live here in the winter, people will only give you a rental from September to June, and then they want you out because oh. what they make off you in in the winter a month they make that like a week in the summer. Right. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So like I had a friend who was paying who was paying like five hundred a month for an apartment and um in the winter and then their landlord said, Oh, if you want to stay in July, it's three thousand five hundred for the month. <laughs> and if you want to stay in August, it's four thousand five hundred. Ah, uh, okay. That's a bit of a problem, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh well, no, I can't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like nine times my rent. I can't I can't pay that. <laughs> no, no. Or we looked at one place and they're like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, it's a winter rental, but we want you out uh, halfway through June and you can't come back until halfway through September, but you've got to pay for the whole month of June and the whole month of September. Like, mm. uh, no, no, not for me. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, uh, I, I can see why they do do that, because why wouldn't you milk it for like three months? Because that's, that's a yeah. lot of money for it. I guess if you said Spain is quite low on employment. And yeah. they can make that sort of money. Why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, I know people who own apartments here, and they move out of their own house. Oh yeah, go live yeah. with their parents and rent it out for the for the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Like, I guess North Norfolk is whether it's quite like that. It's quite like that. Just they buy the house instead and just don't live in them for nine months. And then yeah, yeah. Whereas whether you want somebody living in your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I don't think rich That's people would do. You just someone, someone to people to leave your house in a good state for, if they're only staying for like a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a bit of a problem, though, isn't it? Because okay. it just means a lack of houses for normal normal people, right? So it's a huge problem. It's a problem here yeah. as well. Because we get like, because um, I used to teach some of the parents at school um, yeah. English as well. Because I had a few that were like, well, I can't actually help my children with their schoolwork because yeah. I can't speak any English. Yeah. I was like, well, okay. And they were saying what happens is people, local people can't afford to buy the housing at the coast. So everybody moves inland where the prices drop dramatically. Yeah. 
So it's like, oh. Or we saw one place a few months ago. It was really nice, like three-story house, had a pool and stuff. They went, oh, yeah, um, it's 800 a month. I was like, okay, it's a little bit pricey, but yeah. not too bad. Not too bad. Then, oh, yeah, but they want three three months deposit. Three months? Oh, it's two weeks here. Rules two weeks. Yeah. I think no generally the rules of the month, but, you know, people try and pull a soft rule? one if they can. Is that a soft rule? Yeah, that's one of them, I think. <laughs> yeah. What I read was it's generally about a month. But if you sign a contract that says three months, you're legally binded to that. Yeah. To that contract. So, like, yeah. oh. so it's a soft rule then. Yeah, it's a soft rule. Yeah. Oh, just, just for listeners, uh, probably don't get what we're saying. Before we start recording, George explained that in Spain, they have a rule and a soft rule. And there's a difference between the two, right? Yeah, yeah. So there we have the, the rules and the soft rules. This is what I've been told by a few Spanish <laughs> friends. So the rules are the rules that like you have to follow them. And then the soft rules are rules that I don't know who decides that you don't have to follow those ones. They include um, parking on a roundabout. Seems to be generally accepted. It's yeah. not legal, but people do it anyway. Yeah. So that's one example of them. Okay. I'll, I'll do that then. for a laugh. <laughs> okay. Then another beautiful part of the um, Galicia area is Orense. It's yeah. about an hour inland, and it's um, a thermal springs town. Nice. Uh, what town? It's a city. And um, basically, you can go to these thermal baths. They're, they're everywhere. Some are free. There's loads of free ones you don't have to pay. Or there's ones where you paid for, which are within something. Mm-hmm. And I think the most expensive you find, I think you get two hours, maybe. And it's like oh, five decent. euros. Yeah, yeah. Like five euros. It's like you go to center parks and you pay like a hundred yeah, quid back yeah. home and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah, like five euros. Yeah, that's unreal. Out in different pools. It's like you can't, you can't beat it. No, you can't. No, that's up, that's up there, that. Mm. But it's one of those places where, because it's inland, it's pretty cold in winter, but in summer it's like roasting hot, like mm-hmm. 40 degrees. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's a pretty nice place if you ever get the chance to go. And is that like, um, um, is that somewhere you normally go to like in the winter or do you sort of save that for like the really hot days and get? Um, well, I haven't, well, because of COVID, I haven't been in so long. Yeah, yeah. Used to, a lot of people seem to go on like, you know, those overcast days and more in the like, kind of the winter because I think nobody wants to sit in like a 40 degree pool when in it's 40 degrees, degrees <laughs> <Yeah>. outside. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, must be like just dead in the in the summer. Yeah, it's, like, it's not really appealing. <laughs> yeah. But um, I was surprised to find out that no, they're all open again, like even in COVID. So I was like, but you know, Spain are quite have been quite strict about the whole masks. So we had to wear masks indoor and outdoors for about a year. Outdoors, that's crazy. Yeah. Indoor, they started just indoors, and then it turned to outdoors and indoors for. Yeah, close to about a year, I think. We're still indoors here. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was really strict because what I've always been told, like Spanish people have a different sense of personal space. Okay. So quite often you see people talking to each other and they'll be like centimetres away from each other's face when they're talking. (laughs) 
was that? Okay, so I can when I, when I saw that, I think okay, I can understand the whole. You have to wear a mask outdoors. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Sometimes you speak to someone and they'll be like right there in your face when you're talking to them. It's like this, this is a bit close, mate. Do like, they have the um, two step... meter rule? Yeah, they do. But I mean, before COVID, oh, before. yeah, they yeah. Step back, and they move. Because they move closer <laughs> again. <They're> like, <laughs> give me some space. Yeah, yeah. So they had the two meter rule. Yeah. Then it changed to one and a half, but I think people here are a bit sick of wearing masks because yeah. our kids at school have to wear masks um at school all yeah that's day. pretty tough that's tough all day yeah but i mean we've got used to it because we had to do it for have to do it yeah yeah but then you go to the uk and there's like no ah they're giving up that's it i think it's you just do what you want now i think yeah yeah when it was it was a bit eye-opening because i'd never been hadn't been to a pub full of people in over a year yeah yeah i'm still a bit worried about that then yeah I was like, as soon as I got home, give me a test. Was there, was yeah. There <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was a bit strange because in Austria as well, when we traveled in the summer, they, you didn't have to wear a mask there either. Mm-hmm. But in Germany you had to wear those FFP2 masks, the white ones. Oh, they're strict rules about that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was the only acceptable mask. Cost different level. Um, yeah. 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 But I, I'm not surprised with Germany. Yeah. I think they're pretty strict on that sort of stuff, aren't they? They'd be pretty on it. Mm. Mm. What um yeah. what other parts of Spain um would you say is or have you been to that you would recommend as well or have you not done much else apart from Galicia? Uh, other parts of Spain, if you've been to Asturias, that's the region kind of next to Galicia. They have a lot of mountains and they have like kind of beautiful coastline. It's a bit like Ireland. Oh yeah. It's yeah. quite similar to like the Irish coast or that kind of space. It's really nice. They have mm-hmm. a mountain range called uh, Los Picos de Europa. Okay. And they're not like the biggest mountains, but you can do yeah. this walk called the Ruta del Cares. And it's like, yeah, it's really incredible. Nice. Uh, yeah. And I got caught in a rainstorm there and it just destroyed my camera. Oh, no. <laughs> my, like, my first like, camera. Is that like, professional, about, like, professional type camera? And that... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I th- no, this one wasn't. It was a Canon 600D, so it was not a beginner one, but not a professional one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, it was like an eight-kilometer walk, and the last, like, one kilometer, I got wet, like, all the way through, like, pants <laughs> and everything. Even the money in my wallet, which was in my bag, was wet. Nightmare. And then I tried the camera on the day. Oh, yeah, camera works fine. Next day, no, it doesn't even switch. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a really nice part of... Um, Spain, if you ever get the chance to go. Yeah. Because it's just like, you'll be striving along the coast, these mountains appear from nowhere, and it feels quite alpine. Mm-hmm. It's really bizarre, because Spain, to me, is a bit like a continent, because it's so different everywhere you go. I think that's why it but, intrigues me, I think. This... Yeah, because you go to, like, Castilla and Leon, the next uh, region inwards, Yeah, and it's flat and, like, desert-like conditions. They used to film, like, a lot of, like, spaghetti westerns out there as well. Is that near Valladolid? But yeah, yeah, and it's just—I mean, it's quite boring to drive. There's just nothing to see. Yeah, you have nothing to see, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you been to the northern, uh, like the Basque region? Have you been up to that? Yeah, I've been the Basque region, but I only went in the summer, and it was in, before COVID. And it was insanely busy. Oh, okay. Is that quite so a popular area? Maybe, yeah. Maybe I, I need to go there when it's not so much. Mm-hmm. And it, but the Basque country is—it's not the cheapest region. 
Oh, okay. I, mean, I don't know if it's because it's proximity to France, because you know France has a Basque region as it well. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been? No, I haven't. No. I'm... Oh, it's really nice. It's really nice. They have really nice architecture, um, food, and every, whenever we drive home across the border into France, there's this bakery I, I have to hit as soon as. Oh, we really? Go. <laughs> oh, it's just like it's just work of art. <laughs> <laughs> you do quite a lot of driving, don't you? Like, yeah, in, that, in those got, regions. Yeah, because we got dog. We got a dog, dog two years ago, and flying with a dog is not fun or it's not possible. Yeah. Like right now, you can't take a dog. Yeah. Standard. So we've had to change how we travel. So we do a lot more road trips than we used to. I think that's what I see the most on your social media is you like, you've driven from France to Spain through this new region, or you, that's yeah. what I kind of, like, that's, that's in my mind of what George Nolan is in terms of like travel is like, you've got a car. <laughs> Just a road trip. Yeah, road trip. Like France, Spain, yeah. Portugal. Yeah, my, my missus has got a um, 16-year-old Citroen C3 and I've got an 8-year-old yes. Dacia Sandero and I've done more kilometres than her car, which is double the age. <laughs> yeah, that's great because you get to see all the stuff that is not in the books, right? And not in the, the tour guide yeah, recommendation I mean, stuff. There's a lot of stuff we'd have never... Yeah, a lot of stuff we'd have not even bothered doing if we... Yeah, yeah. didn't have to travel via car but the problem is i found traveling via car is you just throw stuff in the car like oh yeah, yeah. stuff you know like if you're flying and you've got your weight limit yeah you'd be like oh no 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 we can't take that where's the car you're just like just open the boot as long as it fits it goes in the car <laughs> yeah yes you pretty like, sure home we it's like this is sounds so privileged we bought like 15 bottles of wine <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's only when you're emptying the car right shit we bought this map that's what yeah. <laughs> but then you are in spain and france so i i would let you off yeah that, well it's kind of, it's kind of really get it. yeah 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 i mean if you're coming from yeah. somewhere like i don't know belgium and you've got 15 bottles of wine then yeah i'd be asking questions but um <laughs> yeah from france and the spain i'll let you off that one i think yeah there's a, oh, I forgot to say, in Galicia, there's this one really beautiful part at the top. It's called Cathedral Beach. There's I always Cathedral Beach fun. everywhere, isn't there? Always nice. Oh, yeah. And it's um, it's these um, rock formations that have been yeah. eroded away by the sea. And it's a series of arches along the top coast. And, oh, yeah, it's incredible. Okay. It's so beautiful. I think it's, it's even featured on um, one of David Attenborough's. Oh, um, nice. documentaries they never yeah. they don't actually mention where it is for some oh, that annoys me reason. so much they talk about it yeah yeah but they they, they show it and i was like that's cathedral beach like yeah, yeah. it's two hours <laughs> north from us and they talk about you no know, like the erosion but mm. they don't actually say where it is I'm like well i don't know are they trying to preserve it preserve or... it maybe yeah maybe maybe yeah well it's a bit like the yeah, um, yeah. the film the beach right when they mentioned maya bay yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, like yeah, yeah. Food. and then everyone went there and now it's like closed because it's, it's almost been destroyed in thailand so yeah yeah i can see like why they wouldn't Brovnik. we went yeah a bit like Brovnik. we went um i think two years ago and it's during the day it's too much yeah I've, I've never been much. but i can imagine it, it, it would be like that yeah yeah they, when we went i think at that stage used to get six cruise ships a day <sighs> then you have wow. all the game of thrones tours and yeah and we we're talking to this woman we stayed at b and b and she said like the cruise ship 
Well, she said, in her opinion, cruise ship tourism is not good tourism. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because they don't buy anything. No. They just fill the streets. Yeah. They eat. They spend all their money on inclusive. Yeah. They don't even, they just go wander the streets the whole day and go home. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Not really yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like even... We get with cruise ships from the UK as well, and I think they kind of feel a bit the same as well. Even here, like we get cruise ships. It's not as bad here because it's, you know, it's all right. It, I, I don't think we need tourism here, but yeah, they just come in and they just fill the, the sort of two or three streets by the area. And it's just a nightmare mm. to be anywhere near it. Like they're just all like clogging up the streets, not doing anything. Like it's just a bit, ugh. Like if, yeah. if they're in town, don't go in town, basically. It's a bit like that. <laughs> but it's yeah, a popular route. One of my my girlfriend's friends came to us on I think they, it's a cruise ship from the UK to Lisbon or Italy yeah. or somewhere. And it's one of the stops like Vigo. And uh, I remember people were saying about how, you know, some of the bars near the port to sort of say, oh, the British just like hike the prices up of everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We asked, oh, where did you saying, I ask, oh, what did you eat? Where did you go? And oh, we just wandered around for a bit and then went back on the boat. Yeah, yeah. What's the point? Oh. What is the point? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't get it. Not for me. No, definitely not for me. I am, um, I was in Antigua once and I was around the set, set um, oh, what's the capital set, set John's? Could be, could be right. right. Yeah, and uh, I was what I was kind of had my own car, rented the car out, and I stayed on the island somewhere else. And the cruise ship came in, but they don't they don't go outside of the duty free, so they stay in like that duty free area, and they don't even see the city of the capital city. And the locals notice because when I'm walking around, they kind of give me like a bit of a look, and I was, I think I was sitting in subway or something, and someone asked like, oh, you know, what, how come you're like here? I'm like, oh, I'll actually stay in like north of the island. I'm like, oh, you're not part of the cruise ship. I'm like, no, 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 that's not for me. And then he said, yeah, because they don't come into town. They don't even go to the little independent shops or the little stalls or the yeah, market. Yeah. They just go in their little area and go back to the ship. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not for me. That's not, not, not what I'm doing. It's not, yeah, it's not real tourism. Can, not real can you tourism. say you visited somewhere if you just do that? Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. Whereas like Antigua's got like 365 beaches, they're all public, so you can go to any of them. Um, so I was in a car for seven days doing that. So it's pretty cool. Uh, okay. Uh, it, another popular thing what people do here in Galicia is it's a walk, it's a pilgrimage called the Camino de Santiago. Uh, okay. Have you ever heard of it? No, no. So it's, uh, well, there's various routes, but the traditional route is, I think it's about 500 kilometers. Wow. From France to the capital of our region called Camino de, um, Sa uh, Santiago de Compostela. Yeah. So people do the walk because the they claim that um saint james the apostle is mm -hmm. buried in the crypt of ah. the cathedral yeah here so there's a typical route the standard one the french way i can't i don't know exactly where it starts in france it's a 500 kilometer walk i think and there's another route from porto goes up and it goes straight through where i live so quite often wow. you see people in the morning with their backpacks yeah yeah, people yeah. hobbling along doing their 30k a day <laughs> I don't fancy it. No, I've, I've done a few walks in my time. I've done, I think, 100, 100 miles in four days, like back when I was younger, but I, 500 is different level. Um, that's yeah. a pretty strong willed um, belief to do that, isn't it? 
if you believe. But then it's quite nice because the, the cathedral's in a square, and you you see how happy people are. Yeah, there yeah, yeah. We finished the walk. It's quite a nice thing to see. That'd be awesome to see, actually. Yeah, I felt yeah. I felt a bit like that on, on the Inca Trail, but that's only four days. So. Oh, did you do it? Inca Trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, I'm so Real jealous. tough. Um, I would recommend it. Yeah, if you get a chance to get over there after COVID, don't um. I've seen. I can't remember. It was a page on Facebook. It was people like hiking trails where people have hiked for like the Inca Trail for four days, get there, and it's like completely fogged, fogged over. And you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a uh, great weather for us, so that's quite lucky. Right. But the problem is when, so you, you can see the Inca, Inca Trail in a day. You can do a day trip from Aguas mm. Calientes, which is the town at the bottom. But they come in about nine, eight, nine a.m. So you've got probably two to three hours of your you and other groups have done the hike to go and see Machu Picchu before the hordes of tourists come because they give priority to the, can do it the trekkers. Um, well, they get the bus up from the town. So like you've got the hikers doing it for oh, four days. Oh, I didn't realise. I thought you had to hike. No, no, you can go and do a day trip. Oh, okay. I didn't realise you could. Yeah. Oh. So oh, depends if you want to. I the hike if you like recommend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're kind of like giving us a bit of a look like, oh, what you've been up to like oh we've just done the inga trail mate like four days but some of them <laughs> don't even know that's even a thing <laughs> um yeah but yeah if you do the the trek it's worth doing because you see all the other parts of the machu picchu area not just the actual site itself so it's definitely worth seeing uh, it's a pretty tough hike though yeah uh, uphill yeah. Yeah, yeah you get up to second day you got to dead woman's pass it's about four thousand six hundred meters high I think, up. yeah, and high, you straight up for day two, day morning, day day two morning, straight up about four, five, six hours, and then back down for another two hours after that. That's a tough day, right. but it's worth doing. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people struggle with the altitude because you don't know if you're going to get altitude sickness. Ah, uh, true. Because um, I so. I want to do um base camp. Oh Everest. yeah. Yeah, but uh, I was watching. There's a photographer on YouTube, and he was trying to run a photography workshop there. And his class could handle it, but him himself couldn't. <laughs> someone had to take over his course. Yeah, that's about five thousand. Says that'll probably be me. Yeah, yeah. five thousand, isn't it? Yeah, so it's just a bit higher than day two of that. I was thinking, yeah, that's probably be me, won't it? I, I think all that money to get there, and I can't hack it. But you can't, you can't predict that though, right? No, that's the annoying thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done like treks before above the 3000 meter altitude where it all starts. Right. And I've been absolutely fine every time, but there's a chance I could do base camp, for example, and mm. I just won't be able to do it. You just don't know. And it's not cheap, is it? I can't no, it's not. It's no. Do you remember? Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know, but yeah, you know, Mike Butlin, who was in my class at tech. The name sounds familiar. Yeah. He's done it. Base camp. He came on. To, I went traveling with him when I was after tech music school. So oh yeah. He, um, yeah, we done like loads of traveling, but before that, he went to them base camp and he done it. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I made the like... mistake of watching that Everest movie. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh god, this looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> what you find though is in Nepal, you've got different levels. So we later on, me and McGovern trekked the Annapurna, which is going mm. around the Annapurna Mountain, which is eight thousand plus. Yeah, yeah. But the 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 summit for our trail was four thousand meters, was not it's not too bad. Poon Hill, it's just a different level. Like that's just like normal people doing normal stuff. You look at the mountain and go, "Wow, someone's actually trying to climb eight thousand oh, yeah. meters." It's just ridiculous. It's a different 
Yeah, because I've only ever seen, you know, like the Alps here where they're like 4,000 odd. Yeah. And they say to like the missus, so imagine like Everest is double, double. the size <laughs> yeah. of one of these. It's like, I can't even like mentally picture. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? That is. Yeah. Because when we were in Switzerland, the mountains felt like ginormous to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a different level. Like it's not like a normal level. So when you see Everest, the film, you're like, oh, these guys are doing something that I will never do. Um, yeah. And it probably wouldn't even affect you. I think in that film, Base Camp did get destroyed by Avalanche, right? Yeah, or did it? Um, I can't remember. I don't think so. No, oh, okay. No. So I don't think you'd be worrying about that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Avalanches and that, but. Yeah, it's still difficult though. Yeah, but I suppose the film is showing like the worst of what the worst of the worst. Well, yeah, yeah. I think it's the second worst um, act, uh, disaster there, isn't it? Now I think there was one worse than that after. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. I think it it highlighted the the commercialization of it, didn't it? Like you can mm. now just pay money to yeah, Everest. It wasn't like a pilgrimage anymore, or like a even a skill. Like it's now like yeah, because there is a guy who's climbed it without any training as well, isn't there? Yeah, like yeah. guy from Algeria. Yeah. There's a French film I watched about it, and it, it's like, it shows you, like, it's obviously someone pretending to be him. It's like, right, that could have gone horribly wrong. Yeah. Because once you're stuck, you're fucked. Like, there's no, <laughs> you yeah, can't just yeah. call someone in, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, you can't get um, helicopter rescue at those heights. No. But even base camp, it struggles, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what, yeah, we said 5,000 metres, right? Yeah, it struggles. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it has been done before, but it was a struggle. Mm. I think in the movie, one person gets rescued from base camp, but it's a real, like, yeah, yes. very, a very skilled pilot. To... Yeah, it's a mission. And air, even... So the air is so thin that the, it can't get any thrust. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And also to get to Everest, I'd imagine there'd be base at Lukla, which is the um base where everyone starts but even that runway is uphill so when you come into Lukla but I, I sort of might bug them about this you come in and arriving is not too bad you sort of land uphill you just need to have enough for us to get up right but taking off when you go downhill he needs to create enough force to make sure he doesn't stall so when he comes off the cliff off the runway if he stalls the plane will just dip <laughs> so he said oh, there's this moment no. where you're like he's, he's like revving the engine and you're going down the runway and you sort of like just take off when the cliff ends. And he's got to hope he's got enough for us to get like enough like oomph in the plane to not stall. Otherwise, you're fucked. Wow. So you even that's been, a challenge. <laughs> you've ever been to, well, obviously not on that level, the Azores? No, I've not. That's another place where the runway is like super short. Okay. And uh, as soon as you land, he's like full braking and you're like <laughs> <laughs> leaning forward. And Madeira gets all these um, crosswinds. Oh, okay. Remember we right. were landing and the plane is just like all over the place and everyone claps. <laughs> oh, and then, oh my God. Like... Yeah, that's not... I, I'd be into it, but it's not really for me that. I've never experienced anything like that. I don't think. Yeah. I think they're the two of the more difficult landings. In yeah, yeah. Um, talking to Portugal, that was my next subject. You said you want to move there, so... Why Portugal? It's just, well, it's another place I'd never been until we lived here and realised, oh, from our school, we can see the mountains in Portugal. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, we're only about 30 minutes away. But we have this strange thing where Portugal's on GMT time. Yes. And Spain is, Spain is on European time. Didn't know that. No. Great fact. But, but we're directly above each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes, it makes no sense. So from what I've read, Spain should be on UK time. Okay. But they chose to go on European time. Right. But that means in the summer we get the sun doesn't set till like eleven PM. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So it works out quite well in the summer. Yeah. Um so to get to Portugal from Rio, we drive there's a, a river called the Minho River. You drive across it and there's like some lovely a lovely town on the other side of Portugal. So you're in one time zone on one side mm. of the river and you're on another time zone on the other. Yeah, got you. Yeah. So you go to Portugal, you gain back an hour, like, oh yeah, we got one more hour. But then coming back, you're like, oh, we'll get back home in like decent time. And oh, no, I forgot time goes forward one hour. <laughs> Do you know what's really here. weird? Is we have the same thing here in the next province. This is how oh, yeah. crazy Europe is, right? So we're like, oh, if we go to Calgary, which is like the next big city east, oh, it's one hour difference, nightmare. But that's like a 10 hour drive. Um, but like for you, I it know. must be like 20 minutes down the road, right? One hour away. Yeah, it's like 20, 30 minutes. 20, down the road. 30 minutes. Yeah, it's just a bit mental, isn't it? Yeah. Like how Europe has so, so, so close. Many. Yeah. Yeah, because they're all quite squished, aren't they? All the time zones. Yeah. 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 But it's strange how like Italy can be the same time zone as Spain. Where you are. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a bit strange. Even like down sense. to Croatia and all that, we're still on the same time zone. Mm. Yeah. I think it's once you get to Turkey, is that when it goes to... Uh, the next time zone or something like that. Yeah, it must be that far east. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, something inside that. So yeah, Portugal's a place that another place we fell in love with as soon as we got here. Um, like the people are super friendly. Mm -hmm. I think it was it was a bit of a safety net when we first came here and we didn't speak any Spanish because that levels of English in Portugal are like super high. Okay. I think they're in like the top 10 in the world. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know if they still are. And it's kind of a bit more like home, if you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Like they have like supermarket, you get stuff like Cadbury's chocolate and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> in Spain, you're not finding that kind of stuff. Mm. I think because they're a, a smaller country, they've, I think they're a bit more accepting of stuff out of. Um, that makes Portugal. sense. Yeah. Go to the cinema and the adult films are in English. Oh, okay. Portugal. Right. Whereas in That's Spain, cool. everything is, is overdubbed. That's quite interesting. I wonder why. Maybe because they need. Yeah. I mean, people have said yeah. to me, oh, because they don't have the population, because they're only about 10 million people. Yeah. But, but what about Brazil? Well, yeah. It's got like 50, 50 odd million people. It's like, do they watch films in English as well? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I've been. I, I don't yeah, know if you've watched yeah. films in English, but uh, they all speak English. Yeah, I mean, like anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, There's no level. problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you go, they're like, oh, I want to see a film. Whereas here in Vigo, we have one cinema which has one day where it shows a film in English. <laughs> right. Okay. I think it's on a Tuesday night and it's they'll show one of the movies that they're showing in English mm. a week. 
that's nice of them. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Portugal. Portugal. Like, when, when we went there to Portugal, yeah, no problems. Brazil, absolutely no problems with English. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, probably, I, I don't know why. I, I couldn't put my finger on it. Tourism. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, it's probably Portugal's probably a easier move than Spain. Maybe I'm not. Um, well, I'll find out. Hopefully, well, at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might not be, um, because you know, in Spain, you know, Portugal, these kind of countries, they love a bit of bureaucracy. Yeah, <laughs> of Right. Like, it took me <laughs> four months to change the number plate on my car from British to Spanish. Wow. Four months and like six hundred euros later. Six hundred. Oh. 600 euros because you have to pay an importation tax uh, a special mot which is like 200 yeah then you have to pay council tax on your car and then you right. pay uh road traffic tax as well then you have to pay for someone to make the bit of plastic go on the car <laughs> and then you have to pay someone to fit it so basically what happens in spain and portugal they have this system for civil servants they're called the oppositiones mm -hmm. so once you get a job as a civil servant you cannot be fired from this job you have a salary for life life nice so some people that's the, the spanish dream for a lot of people yeah they study seven eight hours a day to get one of these government jobs that includes working in the post office uh, uh municipal gym yeah or basically any kind of civil servant's job so what happens is they get these jobs they can't be fired mm -hmm. so they invent work for themselves invent, places, invent steps they invent steps in the process to make themselves look important right so that makes sense you'll go and like oh i need to do this and some days if they really don't want to help you they'll just say uh no <laughs> fair so i had an argentinian friend she needed two bits of paperwork a paperwork a paperwork b but to get paperwork A, she needed paperwork B, but she right. couldn't get paperwork B without paperwork A. So this is that like, sounds classic Spain or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so what do I do? And the person just shrugged their shoulders. <laughs> right. And it's like, um, uh, said, oh, can I speak to your manager? And the person's like, well, what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. <was> really... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It depends. In lot of Spain. It depends who you get when you go and see someone. <laughs> if they feel like being helpful, you'll get far. But I've always been told you need to have patience. Patience, yeah. You're not going to get stuff done in the same day. Do you think that's reflected in South America as a whole, as like a culture? Because possibly very relaxed, but, very like, yeah, you've just got to be yeah, patient, I guess. Like, just wait for things to happen. Yeah, yeah I suppose. I don't know if that's it's worse over there or... <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's a bit more chaotic, hundred percent. Yeah, well, I was talking to Emma about this. I'm like, but why? Why are why are some? Let's go with Spain, for example. Let's ignore Brazil for a minute. Why are some conno Spanish countries like almost better at it than others? I can't really. I was trying to work this out the other day, uh, not to try and generalize too much, but when you go into like colonization, I guess it's all pretty similar for Chile, Bolivia, Ecuador, right? These are all countries that had the same sort of colonization mm. bad anyway but why is chile a bit more like forward thinking now and it's and uruguay that they're very like progressive and getting mm. things done whereas like something like argentina are just struggling 
economically because of corruption and it just seems to be lacking a bit of like order yeah it's a bit strange isn't it's it? weird, weird i can't work out why it's so here politically wise they have a lot of corruption like i think a couple of years ago there and anti-corruption minister got done for corruption <laughs> <laughs> but i couldn't believe that i thought it was amazing you can't write that stuff can you yeah or i think it was one of our local mps got caught um with like a marijuana farm didn't your spanish didn't the spanish king get done for like yeah like um, massive just dodgy 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 stuff right really tax tax wise money laundering whatever i can't i don't even know what it but he denounced himself yes and basically just went on the run <laughs> and he was hiding away somewhere and think they tracked him down to somewhere in the uae oh he went absolutely abroad basically, yeah because it was something like he basically i think the spanish royal family are not as rich as other royal families okay so he was trying to, you know, keep up with Joneses, you know, <laughs> is, that the, is that the phrase? So he was just doing all sorts of dodginess just to, because I know I want to be as rich as other monarchs. But... Oh, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty grim. Yeah. Um, I oh, want to so move you, on. You were asking about places in Portugal, weren't you? Yeah, like before we go to France and Italy quickly, um, for okay. Portugal, where, uh, where would you go in Portugal? So my, my favourite places in Portugal, there's um, the Douro Valley. It's the home of uh, port wine. Are you into it? No. Yeah, you never, have you tried it? No. So it's more of a dessert kind of wine. It's, it's a fortified wine. Okay. It's one of the oldest wine regions in the world, I think. I think okay. it is the oldest or one of the oldest. Yeah. And there's more than like 200 wineries in this valley and... It looks amazing in autumn because you get all the autumn colors just sloping mm -hmm. down the hills. Yeah. Um, another place, cool place, uh, Aveiro. Okay. It's, they call it Portuguese Venice. It's oh. got like all these canals and like the gondolas, but big ones. Yeah. Um, Viana do Castelo. It's a, a town just kind of next to the sea. Uh, I have to say that my favorite thing there is to eat Indian food. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but it's really, really pretty. And they have this walk along the beach, which has got all these old windmills. Nice. It, it looks really, really incredible. Okay. Um, other places. The Algarve. Of course. Been? No, no, no. I, I was in there. Yeah. Oh, the Algarve is incredible. So okay. nice. It's so beautiful. I think it's the most beautiful part of maybe the Iberian Peninsula, like Spain oh, yeah. and Portugal, because you have, yeah. you have all those sea stacks, like the, um, like the 12 apostles style mm -hmm. yeah. in, in Australia. Yeah. It, it looks very similar. If you turn them side by side, it might be difficult to see and mm -hmm. uh, decide which is which. Okay. It's really, really nice. Um, you have all these whitewashed fishing villages. Um, and actually the funny thing down there is you don't hear really much portuguese there's such a big oh, okay. expat community expats yeah yeah, yeah. um place oh, in other words uh madeira oh, it's not lesser known but oh mate it's incredible it's I think like I Jurassic saw, park i saw some pictures of it the other day and i was like that looks, looks just looks incredible there i think it like yeah it's I like believe it's park. it looks like a scene yeah it's there's like um this town called santana we have these triangle houses mm -hmm. which 
people used to live in and the oh it's just just incredible so good the food is incredible mm -hmm. they have this like garlic bread pizza thing they make okay oh, it's insane I hate <laughs> and then they have a drink called a uh, nikita which is pineapple ice cream pineapple juice and beer right it sounds disgusting it does yeah but it's really nice <laughs> Or they ha oh, and they have this drink called poncha, which is like a lemony liqueur, like shot, and they claim it cures co uh, colds. Yeah, okay. Um, the common cold, right? Okay. We'll yeah, see. apparently. <laughs> um, there's Nazare. It's the home of the, um, well, I mentioned before, home of the biggest waves in the world. Ah, yeah. It currently holds the record for like the top two biggest waves ever surfed. Okay, those like, surfing videos incredible. Again, yeah, I think the guys like, thing. I, think biggest waves, I went last year when, but the wave season they decide it. They've got this website which can kind of predict when are going to be the biggest waves. Oh and yeah, went, and Ramo, you get like two days notice. That oh, okay, two days waves are going to be insane. Yeah, and the biggest wave surfs like thirty-five meters or something. Bloody hell. Thing like that. And I was interviewing a guy and he says like, oh, what's it like? Like surfing one of these and yeah. falling off. He says, when you fall off one of these waves, it's like hitting cement. Like, like the speed of the water. What I, what I don't understand is when you fall off, how do you know where you are? Because like it's 35 meters high. You've probably just been in like middle part of the wave or whatever. And yeah, you just yeah. come off. Like, how do you get, how do you get re like? Like orientated with yourself and to know yeah. what, what to do next. So these guys have to be towed out on a jet ski to mm. get into like the waves. If you like search it on YouTube, some of the videos, it's like it looks scary. To me. Yeah, yeah, it is proper scary. It yeah. looks bloody scary. I I don't envy them whatsoever. Yeah. And yeah, basically, unless you're pro level surfer, they're not letting you anywhere near. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they can't do that. No. <laughs> Old day coming um, with a surfboard. It's not going to happen, yeah, mate. Yeah, come with my little bodyboard. Come on, yeah. let's go. And they have these special suits where I think it's got gas canisters in it, like little ones. So if, if they get sucked in by a wave, they pull it and it brings them up to the surface. Oh, okay. But I watched the video. It's called, what's this? The surfer, Kai, Kai Lenny. I think he's a famous one. Okay. And he put a GoPro on his board and he showed what it's like, like being mm. in the water and like, it doesn't look fun. No, he's getting bombarded no. constantly. He's just constantly ducking under, up, and then the guy in the jet ski's got to try and find him <laughs> in all these waves. And then there's one with a guy on his jet ski, and the wave sends the jet ski flying through the air, like throws a guy off the off his jet ski. What is the motivation to do that? Like to go and actually get involved in that wave? Uh, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah so it's yeah. an amazing seaside town and. Yeah, it's a seafood place. Um, yeah. The locals are really friendly. I've made friends with quite a few people who work down there. There's great cafes. You get like mm -hmm. lovely brunch and stuff. Yeah. It's a really nice place. Um, another place is called Obidos. It's like a medieval town. It's classed mm -hmm. as one of the seven wonders of Portugal. Okay. But when. When I was like, first time I heard that, I'm like, what are the seven wonders of Portugal? Yeah. And yeah. basically different castles around the country. Okay. It's a cute medieval town with loads. It has every, in March, it has um, a chocolate festival. Mm -hmm. 
where yeah, just go stuff your face with chocolate in, in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why not? It was quite interesting. Um, then where was the other place? There's one more place I was trying to think of. Um, Laosa. So a lot of people don't really go to the center of Portugal because you know normally people stay to the coast. Coast, it's, uh, yeah. I think it's a city just like kind of in the middle of nowhere and has all these historic villages and lovely hiking trails and they have this I basically call it an Instagram swing all oh, right like on okay. the top of a mountain yeah like a massive wooden street and I saw it I was like I have to go there it looks incredible I couldn't figure out for ages where it was because nobody was posting the <laughs> location yeah yeah standard yeah then I found it. I was like, right, we'll go there. Rocked up there, like found it. Oh, what's what's that queue of people? What are they doing? Oh, for the swing. Like <laughs> Thirty minute queue. And then people get queue. angry that people are taking too taking too long on the queue. Yeah, photo you shoots. Get to the front and you feel so much pressure because everyone's behind you. Like, oh, I have to get my shots. I have to get my shots. Just like bursting away. Like, please, please, be a good shot. That sums up um, Instagram tourism, doesn't it? yeah that sort of stuff I mean, it's good and bad because you discover stuff but then yeah but the queues are oh, fed up with queues canada's the worst for queues queues everywhere yeah really fucks me off <laughs> um yeah uh, we've got a mirror on because there's loads here but um i want to get to your photography website as well but we'll come to that in a minute because i want to talk about mont saint michel right we've all seen the photos in france of oh, this yeah, like yeah. amazing little commune out to sea a little bit or not out to sea but like a bit from the land have you been there and you've taken photographs right and stuff yeah yeah what, oh, is, it really, no. what is it like like actually been in so on our first road trip back that was my number one thing i was like i yeah. have to see Mont Saint michelle because i've seen it so much on instagram yeah. i have to see that place and they always say you'll never forget the first time you see it and you could see it from miles away like mm-hmm. on the road it's like what's that in the distance and it's just there just this disneyland castle yeah. kind of thing it's it's incredible mate seriously and can, and can you go into it like the actual yeah so it's yeah. actually a town on this kind of rock it's mm-hmm. like a little town and the bit you see at the top is the church yeah that's built right at the top of it mm-hmm. and if you just wander the streets it's just like cobblestone streets i wouldn't recommend eating there all the food places have n- pretty much nothing higher than two at five on Google. Oh God! Right, okay. Because they all, they, it's all, it's a bit like Dubrovnik, where it's all just day trippers. Yes, of so course. Yeah. They don't put any effort. No, of course. Why would you? Into it. Yeah. Yeah. All of them like terrible, which being charged like four, four euros for a coffee and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ripped up. And yeah, oh mate, it's insane. It's it's just as, as magical as it looks, but it's so commercialized. Yeah, probably can't park anywhere near it without paying. Okay, you know it's a popular spot. Yeah. Um, uh, what else is there? Yeah, the grandeur is just insane. And another spectacle of there is the amount of sheep around there. <laughs> I don't know if if, you, if you've seen on Instagram. I've got a picture where I've got a kind of a sheep posing kind of in front of it. <laughs> right. Now it's And then, like in the evening the sheep farmers get the sheep all in and there's just like a stampede of sheep going down the road for like five <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it... really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know much about it, but apart from the photos I've seen on Instagram, but 
is it accessible by is it foot or is it boat like yeah you can't so drive there can you there's, there's a yeah there is a road oh is there okay there is a road uh if you take a tour they can drive you literally right to the door oh, so like, there is, is a road is like a gate is it or yeah um there's no gate it's just a, oh. like a bridge that kind of goes to it yeah but when the tide is in it um like swallows up the bridge yeah okay um, uh yeah it's i don't even know where to start it's just incredible and even would you, like, would you spend if you go more in, one day or would you go like just one like, like a day trip or a couple of nights but the weather was not the best because i did sunrise there and it was super overcast which was a bit gutting so yeah. i've driven like 10 hours there um and yeah so what, what i'd recommend is trying to go if you want the place to yourself mm. is go before nine in the morning because we just walked around the 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 whole place and we yeah. were the only people there wow it, okay it, yeah it was incredible yeah, that's time to do it then, for sure. And then, mm, and then there's like a famous picture of Norway's got like that winding river towards yeah. it. Have you seen that one? Uh, I just looked at your Instagram. Yeah. yeah and it, I can see that photo there. Uh, there's a, there's a fa like a famous bit, um, but I only realised that river exists in the winter, in rainy season. So oh, okay. I rocked up there and I went, oh, oh, it's dry. <laughs> <laughs> Not a drop. That was a bit gutting. I should have done my research on that one. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> um, yeah but yeah it's it's a place you, ha you have to experience it at least mm -hmm. once it's it's really really beautiful okay i would I'd say maybe if you're maybe not doing photography you could just do it in a day yeah or okay half a day it's not it's not something i think unless you're going to go back and back and because yeah. you have to pay for the parking and what they've done is you have to pay for the parking 24 hours a day okay it's not free at all yeah well completely commercialize it so you're not paying to see it but you're paying to park, paying to park it yeah yeah got it yeah, yeah technically you kind of are yeah 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 just dif yeah. differently right yeah mm -hmm. i get that I, again it's classic capitalism you, you would do that sort of thing for that wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. the dolomites um, in italy is like that as well yeah we'll come on to that now so mm. i mentioned your website george it's called georgehenrynolan.com Yes. And the reason I want to talk about that is because your photography is pretty incredible. And okay. I noticed um, some amazing shots that I saw on your website. So the first one I want to ask you about in the Dolomites, uh, it might not be in Dolomites, I might be wrong, is Lago de Messurina. Uh, I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Is that in the Dolomites? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, that's the Dolomites. I saw this shot that you took and I was like, whoa, what is that? Like, um, it's a lake, right? Yeah. So it's a. It's not the biggest lake. It's no. a lake which has a, I thought it was a hotel, that yellow building, mm -hmm. but it's actually a rehabilitation center. Oh, right. Okay. I was like, oh, okay. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah. And then you have, I can't remember what the mountain behind it, which is huge. It's just, it's almost like it was designed by photographers. That <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, no. Yeah. It was incredible. Like if you get it with like the still water, it's just the reflections are insane. Yeah, I saw um, that. I couldn't believe what I was seeing your shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's another classic Instagram place. You, you'll never have that one 
by yourself. Ah, I got okay. there, there's really like five other six people uh, there. I thought, yeah, we got here nice and early. I went, oh, yeah, there's people there already. Yeah. And then I uh, like, I'd found a good spot, and you know, people are kind of like space invading because they're like, oh, oh, oh the worst. People, people in photos are the worst. Like, I, I maintain yeah, that. Yeah. I've had it before where I'm now trying to take a photo, and then you just see someone's like hand with a camera coming yeah. from your screen. Like, can you piss off? Yeah. I've sent it so many I've times. I've got a few friends who are wedding photographers, and they get annoyed. Ah, of course, yeah, because you guarantee to have people. But the worst, the worst I saw was um, in Japan, went to the bamboo forest. Um, oh, yeah, was that insane? And you think, the, the picture you see online is just a bamboo forest come in like a triangle and you see the path mm. that weaves in and out obviously mm. when you go there that path is just filled with tourists like like sardines like you just can't get rid of any of them so unless you get there really early wow. which i still think wouldn't even be possible the only shot you can get without people is like taking quite a high shot so you lift your arms up to get just the bamboo forest because any flicker of path through it you're going to get someone's head uh, or someone's hand a bit like there's another Instagram, um, Instagram, I call it Lago de Instagram. It's a, it's at Lago de, I think it's called Breas. Okay. It's another one in the Dolomites. It's the one with the, yeah. it's got like the wooden structure in the water and it's got the boats. Yeah. Must have seen that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one. That is my pictures of that. That's at like half five in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got, you've got no choice, have Because what else can you do? Yeah, it's got no choice. Because um, we left at like seven in the morning and it was ready, like getting busy. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is. Because you, you like, think you, you're the only one who's got the idea, right? You think you're the only one who's like, oh, I'll get out at five, like, or half five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone else has got that idea as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I had, I had a bit of an incident at that lake. I was up a hill taking a photo. I, tried, I put one of my lens just in my bag. I was like, yeah, I'm going to use it again in a minute. I didn't close the bag enough. The lens just rolled down the hill. Oh. Just kept going down. I was like, no, no, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Hit the path and went straight in the lake. Oh, no. I was like, oh my God, ran down there and then he jumped in with my shoes on. Yeah. Got up and I was like, oh, my lens is done. It's done. It's like, these things are not cheap. I was like, yeah, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. So I put it in rice for four days and it worked. Oh, again. rice. What a dream. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Rice it is a savior for phones and lenses. There you go. <laughs> But I, I, yeah, yeah I is insane. Dolomites is, yeah, because I want to talk to you about the St. Jacob's Church. I saw that photo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a church mm. just in like, well, yeah, yeah it's literally Alps in the background, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, I was actually not planning on going. <laughs> okay. I was planning on going to Alpes de Suisse. It's this, We've got all these mountain huts with that yeah. same mountain in the background, which is like 2000 meters up. Mm. But in the summer, they have all these restrictions on cars because it gets yeah. busy. Mm -hmm. So decided, oh, we'll go to that church instead. But what I found out in the Dolomites, there isn't really any free parking anywhere. Of course. All Naturally. the hotels of all the little B&Bs have taken all the parking and says you can only park here if you're a customer oh. of the uh, the establishment yeah so we just drive around like where the hell can we put the car yeah. and i thought you know what we'll just go to one of these order a beer and then we'll go do the photos <laughs> yeah fair enough I mean, well, technically i'm a customer I've, yeah, I've yeah paid for a drink yeah so yeah did that did the hike and 
it was it was more beautiful than I thought it was going to be. It's just insane. Yeah, I mean, I... it's about a twenty minute hike, but it's just like that vertical. Yeah, straight up, is it? Yeah. But I was remember saying to my girlfriend, it's like, you know, traditionally the churches, people go to church, are, you know, older pensioners kind of stuff. Thinking, how are they getting? Here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is. Unless it's not an active church, maybe it's just maybe I don't know an old church. But I think you get used to it, right? even if you're thing, old. Yes, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> the interesting thing about the Donomites is it's in Italy, but people primarily speak German. Yeah, I met some people in Australia in a hostel who were Italian, but were German speaking. So they must be yeah. from the same region. Yeah, so it's it borders Austria. And it I think it's a region that's passed between Germany and Italy throughout you know, the wars and stuff. Yeah. And then Italy took it back and have tried to Italianize it. Yeah. But the people there are not having it. Oh, fair enough. So yeah. German is an accepted language oh. in the region. So you can go to school in Italian or German. Oh. And there's certain parts good. of the Dolomites where you won't even see an Italian flag. What flag is it? Um, they have. It's kind of like an Austrian one, but not. <laughs> you, know I mean? yeah. they, you have activists who they want to be part of Austria. Oh, okay. All, right. All the roadsides are in German and then Italian. Mm. In certain parts. Yeah. Okay. But you I find think... people will be like, oh yeah, the, when we stay at the hotel, she's like, oh yeah, I speak German and English. I was like, oh, do you speak Italian? She's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I think the guys that we met tried to explain this, like, and we couldn't really get our head, yeah. heads around it because it didn't make sense. Um, yeah. We're like, oh, what, so you're Swiss? Like, no, no, we're not Swiss. Like, oh, okay. Like, we just couldn't yeah. get, couldn't grasp it. Yeah, don't don't call it the Italian Alps. <laughs> oh. Like, we are the Dolomites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I was like, but, yeah, but it is Italian Alps. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you another place I uh, saw so on your pho photography is uh, again, pronunciation's bad here. Uh, Geisler Arm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I, you, I, mate, I, I can't pronounce any of them, to yeah, be honest. That's, that's good. <laughs> you hiked from Zanza. Zanza. Um, yeah, so Zanza is pretty cool. The car park. Yeah, it's about a good, I want to say, hour and a half. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, I'm not the most experienced hiker. <laughs> with uphill as <laughs> I was a bit of a sweaty Betty <laughs> getting up there and um, basically I'd seen that picture with uh, with that little lake bit in yeah. front I thought oh yeah that looks lovely so you get up there it was foggy as hell you couldn't see the mountains at all I was like we just walked like an hour and a half uh, hour and a half uphill Yeah, can't see a thing I was like oh no no, no. then I saw this pond and it was dry I was like like gutting then I saw this guy just kind of kneeling down by this pond I was like what the hell is he doing yeah. so I went over I went oh so this reflection picture is a little like slightly bigger than like a dinner tray pond <laughs> <laughs> I was like the pictures make it look yeah, yeah. a hell of a lot bigger I was like oh this is one of those Instagram things where you're yeah, like, oh, it's Instagram. not what I, what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it was still beautiful, but it was still like, oh. Yeah. You know, when it's just a bit under, it was a little bit underwhelming. underwhelming. Like, oh. Yeah. 
That's pretty shame, isn't it? I guess like the yeah. filters coming it was, into play there. It was it was still like insanely beautiful. Yeah. But what I had pictured was this like big lake mm -hmm. and the huts there and the mountains in the background. I went, oh, it's a pond. <laughs> and I think oh. it might be man-made as well. So I don't know if someone's oh. just made that for. <laughs> it's been made the last ten years. Oh. Yeah. Ever seen. Um, okay, so the Dolomites uh, feature heavily on your website, um, which is georgehenrynone.com, um, and people can go there and have a look. Um, I've got a few questions about that as well. You had a recent commission with Huru, um, like a collab to do some photography. How did that come about? Was that from one of your photos? Uh, so earlier this year, I had a stint where I had to quarantine at yeah. home because a friend had COVID. And... I don't know, is there a photographer called George Hammond? Do you know him? No. Oh, no. George Hammond. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah. Same, same surname. Yeah, yeah. Is he? He's quite well known, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And he had these um, photography courses Yeah. on the business of travel photography and Instagram. And yeah. I started doing one of his business ones. And he spoke about how he started um, in the field professionally as a product photographer. Yeah. So he says it's no, it's ideal. Like whilst you're traveling, a lot of these things can fund your travels. So he gives you all the tips and tricks, like right, make your media kit, mm -hmm. um, find companies to reach out to. So that's basically what I did. I just reached out to them. I basically just took my own gear, went yeah. out, took some photos of my own stuff. Say, oh, I could make some products, uh, photography for you. Um, sent it to them. They're interested. Yeah, sent me a bag and said, "Right, take some photos, please." All oh, right, so you, you literally owned it first, took some photos, then sent it to the actual makers of yeah, this. No, oh, not their bag. I took my own bag, just like yeah, my yeah. own stuff around the house. It says to build your portfolio. If you don't have one for product photo, whatever you want to get people to take photos of of yours. Like if you've got watches, just take pictures of your watches. Oh, okay, like decent right. one. You want to do backpack ones. Get your own backpack go out take some photos of it saying oh, okay. this is what i can do there yeah yeah so for them did that and yeah. then said all right uh that one wasn't paid actually they said okay we'll give you the backpack for free yeah if you give us uh five photos okay five photos and a little write-up and uh, i think the backpack's quite pricey actually i think it's mm -hmm. about 160 160 yeah pretty decent so yeah. i have a free bag out of it yeah um so yeah, I'm just trying to get a bit more into the product stuff. Okay. Um, I've done was it, 10 sunglasses. I've done some stuff for them as well. Okay. And I'm just currently doing some stuff with Kenton Faith, I think KNF Concept, with these um, magnetic lenses, uh, filters mm -hmm. that you can put on your camera at the minute. But my uh, a paid job I had in the summer was for Luberon tourism board in the south of France. Yeah, I think I saw this. They sent yeah. me out. Yeah, they sent me out around their villages because they were looking to promote it because it's it's not an area that I, I think a lot of people know about. Yeah, well, I mean they know about it, but they that means right. Basically, we've got all these villages that people don't go to because they probably mm -hmm. maybe don't know they exist. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So they said, there you go. Go send me a list. Go visit here, 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 and just take photos of it. Oh, fantastic. And it's cool because half, half of them I was going to anyway. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a free, not free, but like was, you're doing it anyway. The problem, yeah, yeah. But the problem was I 
I'd only booked two and a half days in the area. So I was like, okay, this is going to be busy days, hard work. <laughs> yeah. But I think I took like 590 photos. Wow. In two and yeah. a half days, which was a bit of a mish to sift through. Yeah. How do you like choose which ones? And I think, Crazy. yeah, I think I got it down to 20 photos. Yeah. Like 590. Decent going that. Yeah. No, it's a great experience. It's something I'd definitely like to do some more. Because um, uh, mainly my day job is working in the British school and I teach drums at a of course, music school yeah. out here as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so those are my, my main things. So, But but George Hammond, yeah, um, that course, and they, he does travel there, doesn't he? He's, mm. well, from what I see, he's predominantly just travel photos. Yeah, yeah. I, I can travels, imagine that's pretty hard uh, to get into. Saying, yeah, um, I think a lot of the times as well with the travel stuff, it depends on your following as well. Yes. Yeah. Because he's he's got like seven hundred thousand. Yeah, he's followers. You know, yeah. these days on Instagram, it's much harder to to grow a following because it's such a saturated market. Yeah. Um. Well, I've had a few offers from other places for travel stuff like tourism boards, but and they're like, oh yeah, but um. When you start to talk about money, they're like, uh, um, uh, um, um, uh, right. Uh, oh, okay. No, I'm not doing it for free. Yeah. 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 yeah if I it takes you know, like, people always try, won't they? of course. And if you've got to sift through 600 photos and try and find some, yeah, imagine that's very time consuming. So you need to get something yeah, out of that, right? I'm not doing that for <laughs> yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's yeah, good to hear that, mate. It's, it's great to yeah. think, I suppose it's trying to just as you've said to decide is it worth are you going to benefit from it mm. if you're not going to benefit for it then no point in doing it no i think it's one of those things that if you do it as a hobby anyway and you enjoy doing the process of it and something comes from it then mm. that's cool because it's kind of like something you do anyway but if you're trying to force yourself to try and like yeah. sift through photos just to get the tourism board what they want and it's not that fun i'd, I'd yeah I don't think I'd do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like but, I had it before with like a t-shirt company and I was like, well, it doesn't really fit into what I'm doing. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, mm, no. But <laughs> then, then you, you have to learn so, to say no sometimes. If someone said to you like, hmm? like Dolomites, you're going to do five days, like you'll be all over it because you've done some, oh, yeah, like, you love the yeah. area. Like that's yeah. what you want, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a hard industry to get into, but you yeah, know, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would recommend people to go and check it out because I love some of your photos on there. I was looking through, but I think the uh, oh, thanks so much mate. the Lago de Serena that kind of just got me for some reason. I was like, wow, and then the, <laughs> obviously the once and Michelle as well. I was like, right, I've seen it on Google, but I want to see a real person do it. So that was pretty cool to see as well. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's an insane place. Highly recommend it. But the funny thing with up there in Normandy is it kind of feels a bit like England. Yeah. <laughs> you go up there and the house the houses look like the UK. Yeah. Like Normandy, Brittany. And so to my, my girlfriend is like, oh, I just feel like we're back home. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of strange. It's the whole whole kind of architecture just completely changes. Again, it's those regions, it's isn't it? I guess it's all different. Yeah. Um, that's why Europe is so cool. Like 
to go and check out. That's why people go there. Because like yeah, regions I mean, within it's... a country is one thing. It's crazy. So much so because my sisters, I have two older sisters in Australia, and they're like, Well, how are you going to all these places? <laughs> and oh, you're always traveling here, there. And I said, Yeah, but it's different to Australia because they lived well, they lived in Perth. Oh, yeah, Perth. Yeah, there's, I love Perth, but nothing, nothing else around. Yeah, there's nothing else, there's nothing <laughs> yeah. else around. So for yeah. them, going anywhere is like a massive trip, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's free as well. They just can't understand that. Oh, I can just you know jump on a plane in two hours, I'm in Copenhagen exactly for example yeah that's why it's so addictive europe i can see why people love it mm. okay i've got some travel questions for you it's travel question time okay uh, we normally finish with these because i like to see what people think um when you hear them so these are your favorite stuff right they're mm-hmm. kind of like designed not to really like think about that just like whatever comes to the top of your mind that's what it is okay so, my first question is, what is your favorite beach that you've been to? My favorite beach. Oh, so many. <laughs> My favorite beach. I'm going to say Thea's Islands. Okay. And next one is going to be, what is your favorite coffee that you drank? Like it could be, either a country's coffee or just maybe a city where you just generally love the coffee for me delta coffee in portugal is the one delta delta it's a it's a brand of portuguese coffee they sponsor a lot of the cafes here and yeah if you like your coffee strong it's i do yeah i love i love the, the coffee one. in lisbon so i was yeah, yeah about it's, that. it's probably it's probably that i mean it's obviously it's not grown in portugal yeah but um yeah okay. they they're coffee they're killing it coffee wise Okay. Um, your favorite city? Favorite city? Um, I'd say Porto. Okay. Yeah. You ever been? No. Oh, Again, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Because people go to Portugal, go to Lisbon. Obviously, the yeah. But Porto, for me, it is on the list. It's just um. Porto, Porto is insane. It's so cool. So so cool. Well, the problem is because of place. I think it was was like the lonely planets i can't remember what phrase basically like their city of what last year or something or yeah or it was like one of those no it had a high profile yeah and then the prices of everything started shooting up of course yeah that's the problem, local, right? we, when we first used to go it used to be so cheap so so cheap and it's like a restaurant we used to go to all the time it ended up in the lonely planet and the prices just shot right up oh. so and they said, like, now the locals are being priced out of the, the centre. Like, people have lived there for, like, 30 years and now, or rented a place for, like, 30 years and now have to leave because they can't afford the rent. Yeah, that's that's a problem, those sort of things, isn't it? That those popular Lonely Planets or, I don't know, TripAdvisor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's good in one tries, way, but it, is, it, does, it can have negative effects as well. Yeah. Okay, next question your favorite walk or trek that you've done my favorite trek uh walk or walk yeah yeah oh well maybe the ruta del cares in las in asturias okay it's the one that destroyed my camera but it's (laughs) this walk high in the mountains (laughs) 
Apart from the destroying camera part, it was really nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's cool. And your next one is a bit of a difficult one. Favourite country? It's a bit broad, but... Favourite country? Um, I still think it's Portugal. Yeah, I'd expect that. Okay. But saying that, close one, one up there is maybe even France, and it's a place I didn't expect to like because I'd been to Paris before a long, long time ago, and didn't really have the best experience. Mm. I just don't know. Just I didn't find people very friendly, but I think that's yeah. just Paris. Yeah, yeah, Parisians, yeah. yeah. But then from these road trips, I've like yeah, fallen yeah. in love with the place. It's like oh, it's an incredible country. Because some of your road trips, I'm like, oh, I mean, the they, village they, there, the little town there, like, oh, it just looks so awesome. Yeah, they still like people laugh at you when you pronounce words wrong in French. So yeah. like, okay, I'll just speak to you in English. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> or they, no or French. they correct you every second word. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, my. And they, when you like, oh, so say sorry, I don't speak French, and they're like, well, you don't speak any French. I'm like, no. <laughs> like talk to you like you're stupid. <laughs> okay. Whereas in Portugal, if they speak in Portuguese, then you're like, oh, I'm oh, sorry, I don't speak Portuguese. They're like so apologetic, like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> or if they don't speak English, they'll go and find somebody who'll speak to you in English. Oh, okay, that's kind of like Brazil. So that's my experience in Brazil, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like even in supermarkets. Completely different, like mindset. Like yeah, like I found mm. it very just hot, like very just friendly trying to help you out um unlike some other maybe south american countries mm. so, yeah it's interesting yeah i found if if people don't know you then people are not that friendly to you mm. okay if you know me, if you're yeah i don't know you, I, yeah it's a bit strange i find that because i think unless you're maybe not in london in the uk but Say we're generally friendly to yeah, people. So. Yeah. No. Whereas I feel like yeah, they're not so much sometimes. Mm. And it's so, quite. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a different culture, isn't it? Yeah, different culture. Yeah, the, the way they maybe view tourists or people not from their own place. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing is, in the past, they Spain had a big dictatorship. Yeah. And people in the region in Galicia were murdered for speak not speaking Spanish, for speaking oh. the local language. Right. So I think it kind of stems out from that where they're not trusting of people. Yeah, I kind of get that. No. Yeah. But this was like the seventies. Yeah, seventies, I guess. Yeah, Franco and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. Time times That's not even that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> um okay, next thing is a bit of a weird question, but Maybe your favourite party place that you've been, if you do much partying at all? Favourite party place? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done much partying <laughs> in a long time. I'll tell you what, my, the, one of the best times I've had party was Oktoberfest. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, it was Mental. insane. It, <laughs> yeah. was, it was such a stereotype of everything you'd think of Germany. Yeah. But it was amazing. Incredible. I would highly recommend it to anyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we. I think we started in the Hofbrauhaus. House. Like, it's been going on since like the. I think it's been a beer hall since like the 14th century or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And they're there with the big pretzels and the pork knuckle and the yeah. bumper bands. And it's like, this is 
such a stereotype, but it's amazing. <laughs> it's quite organised as well, isn't it? It's quite. Um, mm. It's it's not it's not feral basically. It's it's kind of no. It's not not it's at all. Right. If you're not sat down, they won't serve you. Yes. Yeah. Kind of stuff. I, I kind um, of think like if that was in Britain, it'd be chaos, wouldn't it? That's yeah. Yeah. I was saying to my girlfriend, remember we were in one of them. I think it was the Spartan beer tent, and it has like a ten thousand seat to tent. I was saying to my girlfriend in. The UK, if you had a tent of 10,000 drunk people, what would be? There'd be uh, murder. Yeah. Yeah, there would. Yeah. It'd be a bloodbath, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's like the whole away end at, at United. <laughs> There's all booze. Yeah. Nah, not for me. Uh, okay, next question. Your favourite landmark that you've seen? Favourite landmark? Um, man made. Uh, it could be either. Natural or man-made? I'm going to say my favourite landmark. I'm going to say... Mont Saint-Michel, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, insane. Like, basically anywhere in the Dolomites is a close... Yeah. Close second. It's just... Yeah, it's insane. Your favourite cuisine or food that you've experienced on your travels? My favourite cuisine. Um, oh, the pizzas in Italy are hard to beat. Oh, uh, God, yeah. Yeah. No, for me, uh, Portuguese churrasco, which okay. is basically barbecue. Right. Portuguese barbecue. Because you get, like, I think there's one dish called picanha where you get basically just loads of steak. Yeah. Um, mountain of black beans. Mountain of chips, and they throw some rice in there as well. I mean, you don't need the rice and the chips, but that will take it. Why not? That's exactly like Brazil. Brazil is the same as that. They just pile it all. Yeah, I think it's a, probably a Brazilian. It's probably a Brazilian dish, picanha. It sounds quite Brazilian. Mm. And then a close second is Florentine steak. Okay. Have you ever had that, Florence? No, not been to Florence. Oof. It like just melts in your mouth. <laughs> it's just insane. Just, you're supposed to order like a kilo of it. They cook you a kilo of steak, okay. and you're supposed to share it between how many of, of you they are. Yeah. Um, but I tried to order it, and they're like, because my girlfriend doesn't eat red meat. Mm-hmm. I said um, they would not give me it because they're like it's too much food. <laughs> they said, "Oh, what we'll, we'll, we'll cut you. We'll make you a one-person portion of it," and off. Oh, so like, half a kilo. Like melt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. It's one of those. No, where you just you bite into it, you're just chewing it, and you just you just don't even know what to do with yourself. I think with, with steak, any time that's happened for me was uh, Argentina. I think was a a bit like that. Oh yeah, because they yeah got good, good steaks over there. Mm, there's, um, I think there's in Spain. There's a few like Argentinian steakhouses and. Argentinian barbecue places as well. Oh, right yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah. And it's so cheap as well. I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty cool. Oh, I, yeah, I'd love, I haven't been to South America at all. Or the Americas at all. I haven't been that end of the world. Yeah, I, South America is just, it's a mix. <laughs> it's, it's a bit lawless. Um, it's a bit, a bit of a soft rule place, but also yeah. stunning, stunning beauty, like in terms of, landmarks and 
lakes and hills and mountains and it's just incredible mm. beaches as well yeah it's a pretty cool I place to explore yeah i know some people uh, well, describe it to me as like oh it's kind of like africa a little bit like a bit oh. lawless <laughs> like, oh, okay it's like okay yeah i think so, yeah it does look incredible. lawless in terms of like it can be some places can be a little bit dangerous but also people just don't give a fuck they just do what they want like yeah not not yeah, harming you like they're just going about their daily life just not really get caring a shit for anything else like yes yeah. with their mates yeah, or, sounds, like yeah. sounds like africa <laughs> <laughs> again not been <laughs> with, the, with the dictators and oh yeah the... yeah um but i feel like south america is a bit more yeah there's certain countries that are leading the way like i said earlier like chile and costa rica and uruguay they're kind of like progressing the whole area forward with their vision in terms of like trying to do things properly so and brazil oh, to an extent if they didn't have a crazy um president um, whatever his name is like yeah as a group of people they are just there's so much potential in brazil they could do such mm. great things and, and they are but they can get swayed easily by like someone like that which is a bit unfortunate yeah it's very yeah. very well, very right wing isn't it very right wing yeah <laughs> Yeah, like we we done this um, favela tour in Rio, and this oh, yeah. guy um, spoke unbelievable English. But he did study in Brighton, I think, for a year doing English or something. He said, but he's from that favela, that that big one in Rio, it's the second biggest one in Brazil. And he took us through the whole favela, like down the the streets, through the people's houses, and they're all really friendly. And then mm. down the street, and he said, you know, you might think that you're probably going to get stabbed or something or robbed. He goes, but these are just like normal people doing the daily, like they all, some of them got jobs now. They're kind of like a bit more prosperous and they're kind of like, they do care for people. It's the drug dealers that make it like a bit of a dangerous place sometimes, but people don't realise that the general population are just a bit poorer, but they're actually nice. It's not lawless mm. in terms from them. It's just the, I guess the drug dealers that kind of make the rules, right? But very safe and it's quite, quite cool to do. So if you go to Brazil or Rio, mm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely awesome. on my list. Yeah. For like a long, long time, but it's not happened yet. Yeah, it will. It will. It will. Next question. Uh, your favourite, well, I, I can't really, I might really answer this question already, but your favourite country to live in? I guess that's going to be Portugal. But Yeah, probably Portugal. Okay. Um, well, I've not experienced, yeah. Mm, no, it's definitely Portugal. <laughs> okay. It's going to change mind, but no. <laughs> yeah favorite lake because favorite i know lake. from your photography you've done quite a few lakes so i'd love Ooh, to know favorite lake, favorite. this could be the best answer in this podcast whole thing you know episodes so far because a lot of people don't kind of go to lakes that much but uh, no, you have favorite so. lake maybe well, i'm probably going to butcher the name as well <laughs> lago de uh, careza okay so that's in the Dolomites as well, and it's got the the Latimer Mountains in the background. It's a really tiny lake, um, and the water is like emerald green, and oh. you get like perfect reflection yeah. in it. It's like it was one of those where it was a lot smaller than you thought when you when you see it online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Okay, cool. And one last question: uh, If you were to offer a bit of advice of why someone should go traveling or on a road trip through France and Spain and stuff like what would be your wisdom 
of advice for them for to you know yeah let's do it i'm gonna i'm gonna go and do that trip what do you say to convince them to do it i mean if you love eating <laughs> basically through the bakeries in france if you love eating i mean spain and france have it all yeah yeah you are not going to be hungry yeah 100 <laughs> Anything else? Um, <laughs> is that whole thing based on eating? <laughs> I mean, my trips are mainly based on where can we stuff our faces. Oh, and take right. Fair. <laughs> so photography and food, that's your... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. No, no, that's it. That's kind of anti-climax at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, I normally finish on a quote, but I don't have one today. Um, like a travel quote. Do you have a travel quote or something that sticks in your mind? Um... Or maybe a quote from a local that you know in Spain? Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Or a, a way of life? Do what makes you happy. Yeah, cool. I think that's a, That'd be a good relevant one. quote, I think. Yeah. Okay, we'll finish on that. <laughs> George, thanks for <laughs> coming on. It's been a good laugh. Yeah, no problem. Nice, uh, to, nice, nice to chat to you after so long. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about um, where we actually met, but... Um, We'll do it offline. <laughs> yeah, best good to see you. Yeah, been good to catch up. Really appreciate you coming on. No worries. Thank you for inviting me. No, no worries, Dave. Catch you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to my Winging It podcast today. You can check out my website, jameshammond.org, for all the links to all the platforms for your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. There's a contact form on the homepage for you to get in contact for anything you want me to discuss to do with travelling. Don't forget to check out my Instagram page, James Hammond Travel, where I post daily about my last 10 years of travelling, travelling and more travelling. Finally, please rate the podcast. I really appreciate it if you can rate it, leave some comments and I'd love to read them. Stay safe, happy listening, happy reading and be inspired.